0: Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne where we can find mercy, grace, everything we need to help us. We need your help, Jesus, every minute, every hour, every day. That's why you left the comforter with us to dwell within us. And we're so thankful. We're not alone. We have a companion, a friend, a comforter, somebody to talk to, somebody give us wisdom, instruction, leadership, all the things that we need to walk this walk of faith with you so we honor you and we thank you for that lord in jesus name amen and praise god amen 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 i did want to mention our our uh, deal for the month of july amen amen two books for 35 dollars and one for free our prayers that avail with much more making known the principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of god um this is the reason uh, assisted suicide was never made law in the state of Michigan. Amen. And I'm not taking credit for anything. I, God puts things in my hands and I obey him with them. And God gets the glory. That's why we don't mention it any more than we need to. But these are, are things that we need to know this is how they happen. Uh, they don't just happen for me. They happen for a lot of people who will do this. So you can get this book and you can stop a lot of these things instead of just complaining about them. Amen. You can do something about it with your faith and your authority as a believer. Um, this one, the book of, on the Watchman, it's the story of uh, how I was called to the ministry and what God taught me about the ministry of the Watchman. Uh, there is no wall anymore. Okay, we're not watchmen on walls. We are watchmen in the realm of the spirit. Amen. So you you've been moved, <laughs> relocated, reload. Amen. And this book on the office of the prophet. Amen. So if you don't quite understand some of the stuff I was saying, get the books and you'll get full understanding. Amen. Amen. God wants us to know things. They they shouldn't be mysteries if this revelation is given and so just receive it understand what's going on in the realm of the spirit and, and you can be a formidable foe against the enemy we all need to fight our part of the fight amen praise god praise god so yesterday we were talking about uh, occurrences that are illegal as far as god's law is concerned there are some things that are just not legal uh, to happen to believers, just not legal period, because God has a law, uh, of correcting and perfecting, uh, the things that need to be corrected and perfected. And so as we, uh, understand and undertake these things, we, to me, knowing something is not permitted makes a difference in how you see things. Amen sometimes we just take some things for granted oh that happens to everybody or uh, you know this is normal this is natural but then there's some there's a place where these things are not allowed to happen in a believer's life amen and i think that's where we need to take our stand and take our position might be okay for people who don't have a covenant with god a blood covenant with god but it's not okay for people who have one and so we need to learn how and where to draw the line, and how to um, how to follow up on the things that we have received from God, and and and, and uh, validate His word and, and sanction His word in our lives, so that the word comes to pass, and these other unfortunate things don't come to pass. So one of the things we said that was illegal is sickness. Sickness is not legal in God's kingdom now when you got saved you moved you moved from one kingdom to another you moved from the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of this world and you moved into the kingdom of god so as a resident of the kingdom you have certain um, privileges certain rights certain obligations all of this stuff pertains because whenever you are a citizen somewhere there are rules regulations and laws That cover your life, that cover everything in your life. And so once you understand where you live and then your identity is secured and you operate as one with that identity. And part of what we understand about sickness being not legal for us to have, once your blood bought, it is not legal for sickness to remain on you. Now we can all have symptoms. We can be attacked. I always tell people, don't, don't believe that you can get sick. Just don't believe it. You know, there's too much evidence in the Bible that says that's not for us. Now I know some people say, well, yes, you can. No, you can't. If you're believing God's word, sickness, now you may be attacked with symptoms, but that's different from disease. Amen? He said none of these diseases Diseases have to run their course. You know, they have to uh, uh, follow a certain pattern, all of that. But, but if you say I'm disease free, you stop it from running its course in your life. You stop it from manifesting and taking over more territory in your life. You stop it right where it is. Amen. So there's a law against disease invading the body of the believers. That law is is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Amen? That has set us free from sin and death, from that law. Amen? So there may be some people for who that is true, but it's not true for believers. So we have to stand on what God says. We can't just go along with the crowd. You know, you have people that want to withstand you in your face and tell you, uh, that's a denial, and you just can't say that. And who gives you the right to say, have you read your Bible? The Bible is full of the word of God pertaining to health and healing. Amen. This is not new. It's not New Covenant new. It was true uh, from the very day that God brought his people out of Egypt. He brought them forth with silver and gold. There was not one feeble or sick person among their tribe. Amen. Not only weren't sick, but not feeble. I mean, not weak. You know, if you had to walk all that that way, you had to get a hump in your back, sweetie. You couldn't be just teetering and tottering around. You had to get to getting. And so God did that through their obedience to strike the blood on the doorpost and the lentil and, and allow them to be spared the death angel that came to visit Egypt that night. That's the death angel is also the sick angel. Amen. And so we have to understand that that uh, God has done away with this for his people. If you can't be sick and serve God very well, too. You know, you, you've got to, to understand God wants you well so that you feel good enough to get out and do things. You gotta feel good enough to go witness. You gotta feel good enough to go to your job. You gotta feel good enough to clean your house and all the things that pertain to your life. And so God has freely given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So there's nothing lacking in this covenant. Amen. We just have to put our faith in operation on it and not let the enemy talk us out of believing God. And one of the ways he does that is by attacking us with symptoms. Amen. Now nobody knows where disease comes from necessarily, why it manifests in believers after they're saved. You got me? We can come up with a million different reasons, but reasons are not necessary once you have the answer what do you care why it came upon you amen that's not even good dinner table conversation amen we we'll talk about all the diseases in the family and how this attacked this person and this attacked that person that's not even good conversation to have amen we need to move beyond that and talk about what god has done to deliver us from that what what God has done to set us free from it and we are free right now amen you i don't care what you feel like i don't care what your last diagnosis was what the doctor told you the last time you went there you are free right now amen when Jesus died on the cross and gave up his spirit immediately graves opened All over the graves of the saints that had died, they began to pop open. The earth began to shake, amen, and those graves popped open. So immediately when your ransom is paid, you're free. That's why we can say we can be healed at any time. At any time, your symptoms will totally leave your body, amen, at any time. Why? Because you've been set free already. The ransom's been paid. The, the ransom has been dropped. And so you're free to walk away from sickness. You're free to resist the devil's advances. You're free to walk in divine health. You're free to do all of that. And so we believe that Mark 11, 23 and 24, when you pray, believe you receive it. When you pray, and you'll have it. But if you're waiting to see it before you believe, you won't have it. Or if you're waiting to feel better before you believe, you won't have it. Amen? You've got to believe before walking by faith is not walking by sight. Walking by faith is walking with a blindfold over your eyes and still being able to get where you're going. Amen? Trusting God to lead you a step at a time. Trusting that he's not a man that he should lie. Amen? And he's not going to change his mind about, he already went to the cross. There's no changing anything. And that cross applies to anybody who believes. It's not just for you and he's looking at you and wondering if you believe enough or you got enough faith. He's not doing that. That's not how this works. Maybe that's how our carnal minds work, but that ain't how Jesus works. When he worked, when he, people came to him and asked him for something, he worked with those people until they got it. And he works as the author and finisher of our faith. He will work with you until you get it. Just don't walk away from it. Don't don't let the devil talk you out of it and talk you into believing that he's got so much power. He's got power to tear stuff up and make stuff worse for us. Amen. But Jesus is a reconciler who puts it back together again. He makes you whole. Amen. What does making whole mean to you? You decide that. Amen. That's your blank check to the things that you need in life and godliness. Amen. God, I'm not whole yet. I won't be whole until I get all my money back, the devil stolen, sevenfold. I want all my stuff back. Amen. And I thank you that you're helping me to get there. I don't know how it works, but I'm putting my trust in you because this is your word and you said you'd do it. Amen. So it's not dependent on me to do anything except believe you and thank you continually for what you're doing. Whenever your mind starts to wander, you say, Oh, come back, mind Jesus. I thank you that I'm on my way to my stuff. I thank you that my stuff is here. I thank you, Lord, I'm healed now and it can manifest at any time. I thank you. I'm right here. I got my, I got my hands out, Lord. I'm ready to catch it. Amen and and always stay in expectation of good forget this negative stuff forget the worry forget the concern forget all of that stay in expectation of good and i believe that if we continually sow good good will come to us amen instead of putting your life in neutral waiting for somebody to do something for you get out and do something amen like the lepers said why sit we here until we die let's go let's go find us some stuff let's go do something amen and so and god ble- met, blessed blessed them he met them at the level of their faith and their faith you know sometimes you don't know what kind of faith you're sitting on because there, what they did caused prosperity to break out in a whole town Everybody in the town got rich that day, Amen. So you don't know what when when you refuse to move, or you refuse to believe God, or you refuse to go another step further. You know how we get to that? We gonna stand, have the standoff between us and God. God I'm tired. I can't do no more. I ain't done this and I ain't done that. Nah, 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 nah. Huh? Like he's scared of you in your little mouth amen that moves him none amen we need to just begin to rejoice say god forgive me i'm sorry i got over in the flesh again i start got distracted let the devil pull me off again telling me the same old stuff i keep going for it all the time help me jesus amen get me out of this rut of in. help me and so you know what he is the author and finisher of our faith He ain't done with us. He's not done with the the things we've been praying for, we've been standing for, we've been asking for. He's not done yet. He is yet perfecting everything that concerns us. Our problem is we try to perfect everything. we got too many of our own solutions for, for problems that are way too big for us, for our little feeble stuff. Most of us can't even balance a checkbook. Don't even try. But you're going to solve your own situation, your own spiritual problems. Amen? No, you, you let God have that. And you trust him. And you just mind your beeswax. You know, get about obeying him. You know, God, what do I need to do to obey you? And quit plotting and planning on what you're gonna do next. Amen. Cause that little stuff ain't working. That stuff, that stuff you did back in the world, it didn't work then. This is what brought you to Jesus to begin with. Your stuff wasn't working. Amen. It was it was pretty raggedy. Amen. So we cashed it all in for the Lord. Now all of a sudden we done got almighty and stuff again. Amen. Just just calm down <laughs> it'll all be okay pretty soon. Amen. You'll come back to your senses and go on and live for God. Amen. So Israel was brought out of Egypt, the Bible says, with a high hand, an outstretched arm, silver and gold, nobody sick, nobody feeble. That lasted about three days. Amen. And then sickness began to challenge. They were confronted with the possibility of sickness. Nobody really got sick, but they were confronted with that old enemy again. And what do you do when you're confronted with an old enemy? Amen? You trust God. Amen? You go to God's Word. You yield to God. You ask God, how do I, how do I resolve this? So in Exodus 15, 26, they came upon a, a stagnant pool of water, and they were very thirsty. And so when when uh, God saw that as a challenge for them and a way for him to resolve a problem that would probably recur in their lives, the problem of sickness or the fear of sickness or uh, uh, getting challenged by uh, sickness is always going to be there. That's a part of what happens in the world. You can't avoid having to confront these things. You'll get a symptoms here. You'll get something that the symptom doesn't go away right away. Then you got to turn yourself into the medical authorities. All that kind of stuff happens to believers. Yet we still hold on to God's word and his statute that makes sickness illegal in our lives. Amen. It is illegal for us to be sick. Amen. Jesus already paid legally for us to be healed. And we are healed the moment we believe we receive it. You receive it by faith. So when you first receive it, it's an invisible commodity. And you have to work with the invisible until the visible shows up. And you got to believe it's going to show up. If you don't believe it's going to show up, it won't show up. Mark 11.24 says you must believe, you receive it when you pray, and you will have what you say. It will come to pass. If you believe, it will come to pass. Now, If you just believe you're going to feel a little bit better or feel this or feel that, You, you ain't, this isn't a feeling thing. You've got to believe that these symptoms must leave your body once and for all, and that will come to pass. And the devil will challenge you on it. You know, you can maybe go three or four days or a week without any symptoms and then a symptom will crop up again. What are you going to do? Are you going to still believe you're healed or are you going to believe something else? And so these things occur. And you have to tell yourself, I don't care. I am not moved by what I see. I don't care what it looks like. I am still healed. I am healed, period. I am healed now. I have it now. Amen. I'm not waiting on it to manifest. I have it now. Amen. Manifestation is up to God. You gotta believe it will. Amen. And it will manifest. All this stuff is gonna leave me. You know, begin to, to reinforce that in your life. If you have to take pills for something, talk to them. You leaving my life real soon, buddy. I'm taking you now, but pretty soon you ain't. I'm not going to need you anymore because it is coming to pass. These symptoms are going to leave me. I'm going to be normal in all of my blood work or whatever they, you know, whatever evidence they got trying to indict you with. Amen. They just don't receive the illness part of it. You understand what I'm saying? You don't have to argue with the doctor. Just go on home and 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 tell the devil that I don't receive you. You don't belong to me and I don't belong to you. Amen. We ain't, we ain't dancing for the rest of my life. Amen. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to my grave pill free. Amen. That's my goal. And it will come to pass. Amen. And just continue to believe. Continue to to confess it. Continue to build your faith on it. Continue to add more word to it. Amen. Strengthen it. Make it stronger inside of you. Amen. Be resolved that you're not going to put up with the devil's nonsense, you know, and, and all of that. And so always be, be mindful to stop him from advancing. Because just like he got one diagnosis on you, he's looking for two. Then he's looking for three. He's looking for four. And so it's, it's, one is never enough for him. Amen. He's got to, he's got to throw the book at you if he can. And so if we'll make up our minds to stop it and just put up a guard against it, raise up a standard against it, then, then it'll fall right in its tracks, just as God says. So it'll be just like God said it would be. And so we have to trust God to bring it to pass. That's one of the things that, that can get a little challenging for us sometimes. Are, are we really believing that it will happen? Cause sometimes you can get comfortable doing things a certain way and just start coasting you can't remember the last time you thanked god that you're healed you can't remember the last time you told god you have it now you can't remember the last time that you you spoke to him in 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 reiterated your faith in him that it will come to pass amen and so we don't want to let symptoms late just hang around and things lie dormant we want to always be encouraging our faith. We want to always be uh, allowing Jesus to show us new things about our faith. Sometimes you need to go to God and say, God, I've been doing this all this time, and, and, you know, is there something wrong here? I need to do something different or, you know, add more to it. or And, yeah, there's always stuff you can add to your faith. Amen? You can add virtue to your faith, just that, that desire to overcome it. And not just roll over and play dead and be satisfied. Well, I'm taking the pills and, you know, I'm, I'm not dead yet. You understand what I'm saying? That's not an overcomer's talk. That is not the way an overcomer talks. Amen? So we overcome it by the word of our testimony. What are you testifying to? I believe I received it when I pray. And it will come to pass. These symptoms, you're going to leave me. All you stuff, you're leaving me. You get to getting right now in Jesus' name. This is not what God has promised me, and I'm not taking it, and I'm not receiving it, Amen. And just let that be known all the time. Let that be known on a continual basis that you are standing against what the enemy is trying to do to you. And once you take that position, and you're you're you know you like a, a a live wire, you know out there ready to shock the devil at every turn amen he'll leave you alone he'll know you're serious about it and then the 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 symptoms will disappear amen they must leave they can't stay they're illegal amen it's illegal for them to stay once you you take your stand on the word and so Moses brought Israel over to across the Red Sea and They got over into the desert three days and ran into some bitter water. And we said that that water was a reflection of their inward attitude. Amen. They they were confused in the wilderness. Things weren't like they used to have them. It was different now. Well, of course it's going to be different. You're in a different kingdom. Amen. Even though you're walking around down here on earth, you live in a different place. Amen. If you're living for God. And so God has to show you the ways of the kingdom. And, you know, we never stop learning. We never stop understanding more. We never because Jesus is the author and completer of our faith. We'll be we'll be working our faith until he comes. Amen. Or we go to home to be with him, whichever one comes first. But he'll be working our faith until that time happens. So it's not, no such thing as your faith is perfect and, you know, you can coast through life and you got this. Something will come up that'll challenge it. Amen. Something will come fly out of the blue that'll challenge your faith. Amen. So, and we have to understand that God has, has put within us the ability to overcome anything that comes against us. You're not over your head. You know, people want to walk away from a fight with the enemy like, well, I'm not ready for that. You better be. You may have thought you weren't, but you sure are now. Amen. So, you know, put your dukes up and and square off, as they say. Amen. Just get ready. Amen. Get ready. Amen. So, you know. So you just you gotta hit him while you're up there. Don't be just squaring off it. You know how some people do. They put it put it up and dance around. You know the kind poppy, you know what I'm talking about. They dance around and while they dancing, they hit the canvas and boom. Where'd that come from? Amen. You better throw the first punch. Be dancing around. Oh, Mr. Devil. Oh man, don't be Mr. Devil and him. You better hit him with the word hit him with whatever you got amen (laughs) amen so so when they came to this bitter water god showed them that something needed to be added to make the water sweet amen so we have to have things added to our faith they came out with faith enough to cross the red sea and they rejoiced when they saw the enemy drowned but they didn't realize their their biggest enemy is within that's always your biggest enemy your biggest enemy is usually your past your experiences your lack of knowledge you know your carnality as it were you know the things that we like that we don't want to not like in order to serve god or don't want to give them up so God can help us change us reform us uh, you, you will you will be challenged by your own ideas, your own thought life all of that we wrestle with those things but but you can win that wrestling match you can repent and you can change the way you think you can change your your disposition you can change your confession and you can certainly put your faith in God. You just take it out of what you've been believing and put it over in God and in his word and so when we when they came to this bitter water God showed them a branch they asked the Lord and and uh, Moses prayed for them and and God gave Moses the answer amen but the people murmured amen they can complained and so if you can kill Mr murmur if you can kill Mr. Complain and turn on Little Miss Thanksgiving, I know you had not seen her in a while. Uh, She's kind of small now compared to Mr. Murmur. But if you can start to give God thanks and you can start to appreciate him, amen, Not so much your circumstances. Sometimes circumstances aren't what we want them. But they're not going to get any better with you complaining. They're not going to get any better with you murmuring. They're not going to get any better with you demanding something from God. He's already given it to you. If you get over in the spirit, you'll see that you have everything that you need. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Amen. And so what we need to do is begin to feast on those things, amen, instead of what's wrong, you know. Feast on the things that God says, what he's done for us, how he's rescued us, how he wants to rescue us again, how he'll do it over and over and over again, amen, as long as we serve him. And so they they begin to see, God began to lay down some rules for them. When he lays down a law, that law never changes. And he laid down this law, and that's in verse, uh, is it 26? Um, he said, if you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, keep all his rules. See, that'll keep you busy for a long time. You won't have time to murmur and complain if you get busy obeying God and doing what he tells you to do and finding out what else he wants you to do amen he said he wouldn't put disease on us amen so you can walk in confidence and you can walk in obedience to god knowing that you can can walk in health as you obey him that's the most wonderful thing i think just just a simple obeying is love people you know and i'm not talking about judging everybody and and Kissy kissy and smooth and, but just don't be hostile. For some of us, that's a major accomplishment. OW! Pastor Barb, that stung. Yeah, got me too. Amen. Just, just ending hostility. Being a peacemaker. You know, being a person that doesn't have a, a chip on their shoulder. You know, walking like that. There's a long road to love. There's love, there's love, and 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 there's love. There's love, 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 love. You understand me? It, there's so many facets to it, and there's so many applications of it in life. But for the most part, love is really not being so touchy about everything. And watching people to see how they treat you. Watch yourself to see how you treat them. That's the law. Amen. That's God's law. You watch you to see what you do. Amen. If you watch you, then God will take care of everything else. Amen. He'll cause your life to flourish. He'll cause your life to be blessed. Amen. He'll cause your life to be a good life, a prosperous life, a blessed life. But we got to get our eyes on the right thing folks amen keep your eyes on the right thing and and diligently listen to god listen to him like a student do what's right in his sight not your sight his sight give ear to his commandments keep all his rules then you don't get disease amen now in our our covenant It's summed up by love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. You notice the order of that? You love God first. You run off without loving God and you try to love people, you're going to get bashed upside your head somewhere. You're going to be sorely disappointed, offended, and hurt, and everything else. Because you are not equipped to love people if you don't love God first. Because in loving God, he puts a deposit of himself inside you that is able to give without receiving for a long time. See, our problem, we trying to cash in where we haven't sown enough yet. See, we watch stingy givers, watching what we give to make sure we get something back. See, when I was married, I cooked dinner every day. Miss Nola, can I have my handkerchief back? I might want to throw it again. I don't know. See, everybody trying to play dumb on me now. Well, I work you'll understand. I understand everything. I understand everything. Amen. I have an unction from the Holy One, just like you do, where I know and understand all things. You don't have no excuse. You need to be looking for a way to comply with God's law. Your family has a right to expect dinner every day. They need food to live. You got me? Just like you do. So if we can get one person to volunteer to cook every day, we can all eat. Every day. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, God is so wise. He solved that problem right there. Huh? So easy. Huh? We make it hard and complicated. Why? Because we drag the world into the kingdom. You see Oprah say something stupid. And you think it's cute because everybody applauds it, and you go try to take it into your kingdom life. Huh? It's just true, anyway. See, and and receiving from God is not that hard. It's just doing the basics continually, and don't get witchy with your uh, with your behaving or your obedience know what i mean by that do it when you want to and when you think they ain't appreciating you then you clam up see when he said diligently hearken to the voice of the lord your god now he told me to cook every day hello Even though I didn't have children, I'm still the mother of all living. You know what? There's a little dog groomer over here. They're sweet people. I had a real good conversation with them yesterday. Everybody holding their breath out there. You better breathe in before you faint. That's right, Poppy. Help me out. Everybody passing out up here. Amen. (laughs) Whee! See, this is where the rubber meets the road. It's the little teens, the little foxes that spoil the vine. You know, little foxes, little foxes that spoil the vine. No, you do it diligently. That means you don't think about it. You don't grumble about it. You don't complain about it. You don't threaten to quit. You don't do any of those things. That's what diligence is. You just put your shoulder to the wheel and do it. Amen? Now, you might get tired sometimes. I'm not saying you're not going to get tired physically. But that's a job for God to help you, to refresh you, to sustain you so that you can continue to sow seeds so that your life can reflect the goodness of god so ultimately it helps you see we don't see that on the sowing end we want to reap many times before we've sown diligently and you got to sow diligently you got to do this when god's looking you got to do it when he's not looking you got to do it when Brother Ronnie sitting on the edge of his seat. This thing got good to him. He said, "Oh my goodness! Oh, interesting, huh?" <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Diligently, diligently. And so, this is what it takes, folks. This is what it takes. You got to love diligently. You got to forgive diligently. I know you get tired of being the one to do it all the time. That's That's that proves that you haven't really perfected it yet. So just keep on it should be second nature to us to let offenses go, not pick them up, look at them and say, is this for me? Were you talking about me? No, I wasn't. Oh. I thought you were. I know you did, but I wasn't. Oh. You see how offenses are? See, we carry them with us. And we look for a place to insert them in life. It should not be that way. Jesus said, When you love me, keep my commandments. His commandments are not grievous. They're not hard to do. We just have to diligently do them. There are some things you do diligently. Amen. And because I did I cooked every day. God could trust me with a ministry. Oh! <laughs> yeah. You think one doesn't have anything to do with the other one. It has everything to do with it. Diligence is diligence. How do you show your love to your family? You show it by being the mother of all living in that household. Amen. Is this new to everybody or do I really have to go across the street and go get some people and I'll sit them right on the front row and just talk to them. Sit right between the two of them. You understand what I'm saying? See, in, in, we want a nice card and bouquet on Mother's Day. A little mad if we don't get it. Do you understand what I'm saying? God rewards you. He rewards you. He rewards you. You just have to be faithful and be diligent. But see, if I didn't quit on the cooking, I won't quit on y'all. You got me? It all adds up. It means love. Amen. Jesus asked Peter, he said, do you love me? He said, if you love me, feed my sheep. That's how ministers prove they love God. They feed the sheep. I don't care where you find them. Out on the street, in the basement of your house, if you can't find a building, wherever it is, you just keep feeding sheep. Amen. That's how ministers prove they love the Lord. They keep doing it without quitting. Amen. So you got to get the quit out of you. I'm thankful it it got out of me in my home. I didn't quit there. And then God could trust me with His people. Amen? And that's how it, that's how it works. How I got over there, I don't know, but we need to understand these simple things, simple principles. You can't resist God in one place and yield to Him in another and think you're gonna live well. You gotta yield to him everywhere he has you. You can't be willing to let go of something so easily. Too many people quitting too many things. You know, you see people just praying all their lives to get married. They get married and can't get along for five minutes. Huh? That shouldn't stop you. you now if you can only get along three minutes, ask God next time let's do four. Next time, let's do five. There's got to be a next time. you got to keep at it, folks. If you don't keep at it, nothing have Your faith will not work if you don't know how to let it meet resistance. Let it work when you think you don't want it to work. Let it work on things that you think you don't care about. You've got to let your faith work. And God will test you in the things that you think you don't want to get involved in. That's where faith is really tried. It's easy to believe God for stuff you really want. Amen. Some of us you can't beat us getting to a sale somewhere. Ooh, God, let me have some give me favor. I can get my blessing. Give me this favor. Give me my blessing. Well that favor and blessing's gotta work everywhere, folks. Amen. You'll just pick and choose. You do <laughs> you do what God tells you to do. But you you can't quit. Your faith doesn't want to quit. Your faith is after victory. Your faith ain't after quitting. Amen. So you get your victory for pressing in diligently. Amen. When it says diligently hearken or listen to the voice and do what the voice tells you to do. Amen. And God is always going to tell you the right thing to do. You got to be attentive to what he says is right and do those things and do them relentlessly. Cause the devil is relentless on trying to get you pulled off of it and trying to steal from you. So, so Israel was able to get that, that water at Mara was made sweet after the branch who represents Christ was thrown in there. And then God gave them a statute and told them that to go and do what he tells them to do. And it listen, it looks like they did. They diligently, because in verse 27, they came to a place that had wells of water and palm trees, and they encamped there. So at least they obeyed God long enough to get to a place that was pleasant for them to live. Amen. And God will have us visit more pleasant places if we continue to to be what he wants us to be in the earth. Amen. There are some people who are called to ministries that are very, very sacrificing. Amen. And it's not not that God just wants to give people an uncomfortable life, but somebody's got to pay the price to get the gospel out to people. Amen. And so we have to understand that these things that we are told to do diligently and routinely without stop, they are preparing us for things that God wants us to do in the future. And they are laying up seed for us. They are laying up treasure for us. They are laying up favor and blessing for us if we will continue to do what God tells us to do. So so now we move up into the New Testament and healing in there. Amen. In Luke 4, chapter 4, verse 18, we see that it is the anointing now. That God has released into the earth that does the work of healing. It was there in Jesus' ministry. In Luke 4 verse 18, he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, not just financially poor, but people who are poor in spirit who don't have him. Amen. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, which means that at any time your faith is activated, you can have the benefits of God's covenant. See, you don't have to wait for anything. You You don't have to wait for the curse to be lifted all of this stuff was new to the israelite because they had been used to to living under the curse of the law where it it you know if they obeyed it didn't instantaneously help them but god says now now is the time so you can expect your blessing to fall at any time you can expect the goodness of god to be in your life at all times amen because this is the acceptable season of the Lord, the acceptable dispensation of the Lord. That's why Jesus could have instantaneous healings. That's why he could have, because many people came up and said, I want it now. Amen? And they got it when they said they wanted it. And so there's no limit on what you can receive from God. There's no limit. Uh, there's no time on what you're to receive. There's no set time. Uh, there's no set season. You know, I'm, you hear people saying things like, well, this is the season of this and the season of that. The right season for you to receive what you need and desire from God is there all the time. Amen. This, this whole time that we live in is the acceptable or the year of jubilee of the Lord. The acceptable year means the year the curse is broken. It's lifted. It's gone. It doesn't hinder you. Healing is there. Deliverance is there. Finances are there. Whatever you, promotion is there. Whatever you need from God is there. Amen? Because it, it, because of the anointing. And so when the anointing comes into the earth or comes into a situation, healing can manifest at any time. And that's the good thing about God's kingdom. So whereas in, in days past, there was, uh, uh, sacrifices, animal sacrifices, Now Jesus is the once and for all sacrifice for, for us and we are able to receive whatever we need at any time. Amen. You, you need to understand this because there are people that, that run around with words about, um, get ready. God's about to do. See, there's no faith there, folks. That's, that's not a faith statement. Amen. Or this wealth transfer people are looking for. It, it transfers to me all the time. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And all my needs are met according to his glorious riches. Amen. So I think it's wrong for you to harness your faith and hold it back because somebody says you're waiting for something to happen in the earth. You can make it happen. Amen. You can declare I am the wealth transfer captain. I make it happen. Amen. I'm not waiting on it to happen. If more is coming later, so be it. I receive my portion, but I'm getting mine now. I'm putting my faith in operation now. Never let your faith sit on the shelf waiting for a season for something to come. Because you're sowing seed all the time. You should expect a harvest out of what the word that you believe, out of the word you confess, out of the word that you say. You should expect to harvest at any time out of any of the scripture that you're believing right now. Whenever you thank God that you are healed already, you're healed now. I have it now, God. I thank you. I have it now. Whenever you do that, expect for it to manifest right there. Amen. And don't quit expecting. Because it didn't come when you said it just then, don't stop. Say, Lord, I thank you. It's coming. I Something came when I said that, Lord. I didn't see it and I didn't feel it. But it came because you're not a man that you should lie. And so when God tells us something belongs to us, it belongs to us now for all time, henceforth forever. You know, I don't even think these people understand what they're waiting on, talking about a wealth transfer. They, you know, what are you looking for? You looking for gold? You looking for silver? You looking for money? You looking for stocks? What are you looking for? Most people can't even put it into words. It's just a phrase that they've heard, and they grab on like another little security blanket to keep us not expecting God to do much and putting it off for a later time. Amen. You can have whatever you want right now. Amen. You can, And as much of it as you can believe for. Amen. So start believing for it and take your faith off hold, waiting for something to happen out there that everybody else is waiting for, and just be a face in the crowd. Get yours now. Amen. Get yours whenever you decide you want to turn your faith on for it. And many of us are living in a, a place where we're comfortable. And those those words don't really mean anything to us. You know, I mean, what does that mean? That, that something wealth is going to transfer to you? What does that mean? And I think it's another thing that, that the enemy puts out there just to stall your faith. Get your faith caught up in something for later. And and you don't use it for right now. Amen. You can wreck the devil's storehouse if you use your faith every day. God, I thank you for my portion today. I thank you, Lord, for my daily portion today. I thank you, Lord, for leading me into my place, of, to my wealthy place, Lord. Thank you for everything that belongs to me right now. And just go about your life believing God, not being hindered by uh, faith for the future or faith for the past. Put your faith in the right now mode and and leave it in right now mode so that you, I mean, if it comes, that's cool. You get your share of that, whatever it is. But always use your faith. Don't let your faith get hung up for something way off in the future. You'll get comfortable waiting. Amen. You'll get comfortable waiting when God wants us to press in. So in Luke 4.18, we see the anointing that Jesus first came to him. Then he imparted it to his disciples. And in Mark sixteen, when he left the earth, he left that anointing to all believers. Amen. If we would have confidence in God and in his word, that anointing will start to work. Amen. It will start to work. I remember as a, a new believer, I would just see things in the Bible, you know, and, and praise God, I was I was uh what would you call it? illiterate religiously illiterate enough to just believe what i read amen and i can remember the first empowerment meeting we had and i don't even know how we started having them i i would i think god gave me that word he said i want you to have these meetings once a month he said you call them empowerment meetings first day we were did outreach meetings remember we called them outreach at first and then God said, no, this will be empowerment for all believers. Amen. And so we called them empowerment meetings. And I said, well, okay, God, what do we do? And he said, well, I want you to have an altar call every time you have a meeting. I said, oh, okay, good. And and the first meeting we had, I asked, well, if anybody needs prayer, come up. Half the room came up. And I looked up and I was shocked. And I said, okay, God, what do I – he said, well, pray for these people. What do you think they're up here for, you know? And he guided me through it step by step so that nobody was able to stop me by saying, you can't do that now. You're just getting started. Who's your covering? What Bible school did you go to? You understand what I'm saying? The anointing and faith cannot be stopped by any of those things if you'll get out and use them. Amen. Our problem is we don't stay in God long enough to get an unction. We don't stay in the word long enough to get filled with the word. Amen. Many times we run off here, there, and everywhere to a meeting here, there, and everywhere trying to grab something and get something. We don't know what we're looking for. We just gonna grab something. Amen. And you have to have a plan from God and stay with that plan. As to what He wants you to do, it's very, very simple if you let God Jesus be the author and the finisher of your faith. This is all not too hard and you'll avoid a lot of pitfalls, you'll avoid religion you'll avoid you'll avoid this club and that club and that person that's and this apostle and that apostle running here and there. you'll avoid all that stuff. Just stay with God, stay in your box. God, what do you want me to do today? We started, we started our ministry just going around in the supermarket praying for people. You understand me? I mean, that's what you do. That's what believers do. See, I'm a believer, but I'm a, I'm a minister, but I'm also a believer. Amen. I don't have a pulpit in the supermarket, but I have a voice. Amen. And I have a mandate from God to pray for the sick. Amen. Next Saturday, we'll all go out and do that, you know, and and get everybody revved up again. Hopefully, you guys are doing that anyway. I know most of you are, but we've got to go out and and start doing things in a group again, corporately, so we can get that obedience. It's, It's an obedience to God, okay, and let him use that the way he wants to use it. But pretty much, you stay in your word. I can tell people, that's where I got anointed was in reading the Bible, and I began to see who I was as far as what the Bible says I was. I didn't have to wait for somebody to tell me who I was if they decided I liked them enough or they liked me enough or if I promised to give them a tenth of of the offering that we're taking in and we could barely make ends meet for the ministry and I got to go give somebody else some money. We didn't go that route. Amen. We just continue to believe God. You make a lot of enemies that way. Amen. I had people as fast as I was starting meetings. I had preachers telling people not to come to my meetings. Amen. You're going to have that kind of stuff. You can't stop and go argue with people. Amen. Now, my husband, when he was alive, he did. (laughs) I used to feel sorry for some of (laughs) people. You know, your spouse will do some arguing. You know, they, that's just how they feel. You will mess with my wife. You don't understand her. She's a good woman. She's working for God, and you're trying to stop her. You got me? So they do what they do, and I do what I do. I forgive, and I love, and I keep on moving. But you're going to have people who smile in your face and knife you in the back because you're anointed. Amen? And they don't care if they stop you and they're trying to work in the same anointing you have they're trying to get amen but they will do things like this and you have to forgive them and you have to keep serving god you can't have your feelings hurt and say you're not going to do this anymore because people don't like you they didn't like jesus either amen and so you're in pretty good company if that's what's going on amen so is the anointing and believers have that according to Mark 16:17 and 18. But you must cultivate relationship with God so that you are equipped to do these things. And never doubt that you're equipped. If God brings you before somebody, you must believe that you are the one person who is most equipped to do that job. Amen? And do your job. Amen. And trust God. He's the one who brings it to pass. We don't heal anybody. God is the one who does all the work. But you've gotta, you've gotta have confidence that in the anointing that it will do what God says it's going to do. Amen. So Jesus, when he walked the earth, he took their infirmities and he carried away their sicknesses. Amen. And he did it to fulfill what was written about him. And I like that because The Bible doesn't say he did it because he liked them or because their faith really stirred him up or whatever. I mean, that was true sometimes, too. But Jesus is going to heal people. Amen. That was his destiny is to heal people. And so that's our destiny, too. We are called and we are anointed to heal people. Amen. So that's that's sickness is illegal. Cannot put it on us. We have a right to refuse it. Use the authority God has given you and use his word to refuse it. Amen. Devil, you got to take that off of me because I am healed. Amen. Jesus paid his blood for my healing and it won't be taken back. You can't have me. It's too late now, devil. I'm already healed. Amen. And just go on and, and worship God and thank God that you are healed now. And go on and receive it now. Amen. Poverty is the other thing that is illegal. Amen. We are not heirs of poverty. Amen. And we get it the same way we get our healing, by diligently hearkening to the voice of the Lord our God and doing the right thing. Amen. Faith always works by love. We've got to understand that. And so if you walk in love, the devil has no right to put any disease on you to put to take money from you to take anything from you and so in philippians 4:19 this is our our standard of of how we live for god how we live in this dispensation the bible says that my god amen our god will supply all of our need every single need so this would include financial. This would include career, tuition, uh vehicle, money to repair the vehicle if there's something wrong with it. Uh, always put your faith out there for what it is that you need. Always believe. You know, the mistake I think we make many times is this. If, say, something comes up, unexpectedly say you need your brakes fixed fixed on your car now you've been knowing they've been slipping a little bit you know you've been you know you ain't had them looked at in in bazillion years but oh this is a shock to me Ho i don't have brakes you know i gotta have a brake job done what we what we do is we put our faith in reverse we try to figure out where we're going to get the money from out of what we already are overextended in already you got me so instead of doing it that when that is not faith see what faith is is going to god and say god send me some money to get my breaks done or get my breaks done for me Or I need my breaks done and I know you'll provide because your word says you'll provide. Send me the money for them. And you'll find new money coming into your hands. See, if you could could wring out some more expenses out of what you already have, you won't need God. And how will your faith ever increase if you don't have to go and petition him for more? See, this is the way people get raises this is the way they get increased finances this is how they get better jobs this is how they get promotions you go to god and you present the need to him god i have this need here and it's immediate and i need you to send me some money to get it done don't try to do it out of what you already have come on now this ain't new to y'all. You know it's wrong because you always get sick st- You rob Peter. That's to- how you wind up robbing Peter to pay Paul because nothing extra ever comes into your hands like that. See, you've got to allow God to expand your faith. See, the break job came not because your brakes wore out. The break job came because God said, man, they've been living off the same level of faith for 10 years. i got to move them. Amen. And sometimes that's the only way that we move. We move out of need. We move because we don't see it in the natural and we need to ask. So instead of trying to figure out how you're going to make it out of what's already bare bones, amen, I know many of us have some savings, but you keep dipping into that, that ain't going to be there long. God wants to create new streams of wealth for us, new streams of income for us, things that will nurture us and feed us in the future as well. And so when these things come, don't look at it as the worst thing in the world. You know, start rejoicing and say, God, this is my opportunity to stretch my faith. This is my opportunity to see more coming in. This is my opportunity for you to open the door for that raise or promotion for me. This is that opportunity. And it is an opportunity. You don't have to, this isn't fanatical and and upside down and crazy. This is God's kingdom. This is how he creates wealth. Amen. You know, you see all of these preachers that we see we don't like because they got so much. This is how they live. They go to God with every single need. And before you know it, that need is met and their income has increased. Amen. They have more coming in because they asked God for the more that they need and didn't try to figure out how they were going to rob Peter to pay Paul and get more money. Amen. That's not God's kingdom. He says he will supply. He supplies. You don't supply. He supplies. Amen. And and, and be a good steward of what you have. Don't, don't be the kind of person that's going to rob Peter to pay Paul anyway you know, and live like that all the time. Be the person that's got money dedicated to what it's supposed to be used for. Amen. This is for my utilities. This is for my rent. This is for my food. This is for my this and this and and keep it that way. Amen. And and have some discipline about it so that God can always see you being a good steward and he can increase what it is that you have. Amen. Matthew 633 gives us another key. To prospering and doing well it says don't take any thought for what you're going to eat drink wear don't even think about it amen but it he says consider the lilies of the field they don't do anything but just look good amen that's what he wants us to do consider the lilies he said they don't toil they don't spin but your father clothes them better than you do. Solomon wasn't dressed as well. But he says also, but to what do we do? To seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those things will be added unto you. So God is the God who adds things. We don't add things. He adds things. We just seek the kingdom first. And his righteousness, live right, talk right, think right, act right, all of those things. Be pleasing in God's sight. Use your faith for the things that you need. And that's very well pleasing to God. It shows that you trust him. Amen. Psalm 37:25. David said, I, I was young and now I'm old, but I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. Amen. If, if your children are living from paycheck to paycheck, there's something wrong. Amen. And ask God to straighten that out. Father, let them, your word says that the righteous and their seed shall not beg bread. Help straighten my child out. Help them know that there's a better way to live and to live for you. Amen. And before you know it, they're straightening out again. They've caught on. Amen. I gotta, I gotta go to church. I gotta give. I gotta, do, you know, do what I need to do so that I can be pleasing to God. Amen. Those who seek the Lord will never lack any good thing. Psalm 3410. Amen. Those who seek the Lord will never lack any good thing. Every time we have a need, we need to just pause and ask God. God how are you gonna do this? How do you wanna do this? I have a need here, and I need to put that before you. And nine times out of ten, God will give you a better way of this thing happening than you ever could have thought of. He'll give you, this is where new ideas and new revelation come from. This is, this is how growth happens. This is how increase happens. I remember when, when we were needing a bus, we, I mean, we chartered buses for a while, and, and you know, most, most people are looking to buy a building. They have a building fund. We didn't. We had transportation fund, because that's how God built this ministry. We traveled more than we stayed put, you know. And so I remember asking the Lord about it. I said, God, and I had people coming up to me giving me pictures of buses, $200,000, and I'm thinking, man, we don't even have – Well, we would have a good hot 20, you know, extra most of the time. Where's this money gonna come from? God miraculously brought us 25, no, $40,000 out of a handful of people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just by putting it before the Lord. There was no way I could figure out how to, to, you know, put a gun up my husband's nose and steal $40,000 from him. You know, that, that's the only thing that came to my brain. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, if, if I'm going to figure out how to do it myself, that's, that's, my, that's my option. Amen. Go rob somebody and, or, or try to put it on a credit card behind his back. Well, at some point, the bill is going to come due. And so I just said, God, I don't know how we're going to do this, but we do need this bus. That became very obvious to me at one point. Once God shows you what that need is, you can't turn back, amen, because that thing will haunt you until you petition God to get it done. And I remember people were making pledges, $5,000 pledges, $5,000 here, and I'm looking, I said, I oh, don't even know you had that kind of money. You know, they said, I didn't know it either, you know what I'm saying? But the money came in, amen, and we were able to purchase that bus, and and it was a wonderful bus. Amen. People say, boy, that's the Cadillac of buses. You know, well, it's a faith bus. That's the best kind of bus to have. Amen. That's the best kind of anything to give to have, because God always gives us the best. Amen. It's the best of what you could afford, but it's still top of the line, the best. Amen. And I didn't want a two hundred thousand dollar bus. We didn't have a garage to put it in at that time. Didn't make sense to me. And so you'll offend some people, you know, they'll come up to you thinking they're, well, you know, I just believe God told me we're supposed to get this bus. And I'm thinking, well, where's that money coming from? So you have to be careful with your faith. You have to guard it from getting it scattered out and involved in things that you know that in your heart you can't believe for. But what you can believe for, God will do. And in that bus, we, we, that bus ran what, 20 years, 15 years, something like that? very long time, amen, until we just didn't need that larger bus anymore, and then we downsized. But this is how faith grows, amen. This is how you get faith for conference money. You start out where you're at, and then God will enlarge your faith so that you can go into everyone. And I'm not saying my faith was ever perfect. There were some times where I'd be, you know, wobbly knees. Jumping on the bus to go to the conference, you know, not much had come in. But you walk by faith and not by sight. And by the end of the meetings, and we didn't take registration. We didn't, you know, people get, you know, they get all wound up with stuff. That 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 they've sown fear into their work already when they do that. They got to know who's coming. They got to see something. They got that's not faith. Faith is you just go in there and do what God tells you to do and expect him to pay the bill at the end of it. Amen. And do what he tells you to do to get that bill paid. Amen. So there are many times you will be confronted with needs, with obligations, with all of these things, and the resources are not visible. So you've got to trust the invisible realm that God will supply all your needs According to his riches that are out in the realm of glory. Amen. you got to be an expert of believe in him to get your share of what's needed. Amen. So those who seek the Lord will never lack any good thing. And and I'm so thankful he taught me to seek him before I stepped out and tried to do anything, you know, and, and get ourselves in debt, you know, and in all of these things. You seek him first. And if he gives you the green light, then you go ahead. Amen. Second Peter one three says God has already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So if you think your faith isn't working because of something that's wrong with you, this takes care of it. Amen. You have everything you need that pertains to godliness. So you do measure up. Your faith does measure up. Your faith is adequate, amen? As long as your faith is in him and you're not trying to do it yourself, then your faith will, will, will take care of the job. It's, it's there for you to, to use it that way. So those who seek the Lord lack like no good thing. He's already given us all things. I like that. The word all kind of should excite you because he's already given you all things. So you're not lacking in anything, amen? But you've got to believe this. God, you've given me all things, and I'm going to have to believe that there's nothing wrong here, and I'm just going to continue to believe you and thank you for what you've already given me, and it will be adequate to meet every single need, amen? God says he will abundantly bless us, amen? That word abundance, I like. That means it's not just for one time, and it's not just for, uh, you know, God doesn't get tired of blessing us and helping us, amen, but he will abundantly give us all things. And that doesn't mean a whole lot at one time, not necessarily, but it could. But abundantly means that God's cup never runs empty. It's always full, and it's always emptied. Uh, In in the lives of his children. So 132, what did I say? 15. He says, I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. Amen. So God abundantly blesses whatever provision that we have. When I think about that, I think about Jesus feeding the five thousand and he had this scripture working in him that he would abundantly bless and give bread to the poor. And so he just began to thank the Father for what he had, even though it wasn't adequate. He thanked the Father for what he had, and the abundance began to pour in. This is how you increase what you have. You thank God for the little bit that he's blessed you with. I mean, whatever is in your hand is what needs to be blessed. Once you bless that, it automatically increases and it turns into abundance. I remember um, there was a woman in our ministry a lot of years ago, Miss um, Leela Wade. A lot of you remember her. Um, and and um, I remember I would talk with her, and she did private duty nursing. She was an LPN, and she did private duty nursing. And it always impressed me whenever I asked her, because we prayed for her her employment quite a bit because she had to constantly have you know new clients and new customers and things like that and so i would ask her you know sometimes if i was chatting with her i said miss leila you know how's your work coming oh i thank and praise the lord he's got me i'm working so much and and i thought about that and that would always startle me that she's thank and praise the lord for You know, because sometimes your mind, you know, your mind is carnal. Mind is sometimes. You think to yourself, well, you know, he's got to give you a job. You don't work, you don't eat, whatever, whatever. But I remember how exuberant she was about the fact that she had work to do. And I thought to myself, I said, there's got to be something to this because she always worked. She never lacked. She always, whenever you would ask her, oh, I thank and praise the Lord, I have a job. And it, it, she was never unemployed. And I kind of, after a while, after a few years, it dawned on me what the secret was. Thanksgiving. See, what you thank God for, he automatically increases. Amen. And she wasn't ashamed to thank him in front of whoever it was, wherever you ask her, oh, I thank and praise the Lord for so and so and such and such. And he kept her um, flourishing. He kept her prospering. Uh, even when she got uh, a little bit, she had some health problems, she still kept working. He kept her healthy enough. Amen. See, he brings us out with silver and gold, and there's not one feeble person among our tribe. All of that works for us. If you're sick, you can't work. Amen. Even though you thank God for a job. But he brought her back to health. In fact, I think it was the the doctor, there was a doctor that examined her, and I think he recommended disability for her. Is that right, Pastor Shirley? Yeah, I thought that was. And she said, oh, no, I'm going to go to work. And she, her faith kept her out there, and she kept working. Amen. She denied being disabled. She was not disabled. Amen. Amen. And she told me, she said, yeah, I said, well, I said, well, did you check into the disability and see what it, you know, she said, oh, it's not enough money to take care. God will take care of me. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I took my slap and kept on moving. You got me. I mean, you know, you learn things from people when you when you listen by by the spirit of God. So he supplies all of our needs, giving us all things, abundance in all things. Amen. He abundantly blesses us. Amen. God takes care of the sparrows. He gives us our meat in its due season. Amen. Sometimes we get greedy when it comes to things. But I can tell you most people in this I can say everybody that I know in this ministry, even though they've had periods of unemployment, they underemployment, not enough in the paycheck. Amen. Not enough. Not enough ends at the end of the meat. Amen. And, and, and nobody's ever begged bread. Nobody's ever lacked anything. There's always been more than enough in everybody's cupboard. Amen. Because you trust God for what you need. You're not trying to do this on your own, but He gives us meat in its season. Amen. You can't trust go by me because I'm a hoarder. Amen. Don't ever try to do what I do cuz I don't know what I'm doing myself. Amen. But <laughs> seriously. But in your in a due season, you know, I'm at least four seasons ahead on most things, but I'm working on it. Amen. And so when that season is due, when you got to put that bread on the table, God will show up with that that I mean, and sometimes it's right at the last moment. Amen. You're looking for breakfast for three days and and he's got to get it on there for that next morning but if you trust him it'll be there for that next morning amen and the morning after that and he's just teaching us how to lean on care for and rely on him but poverty is illegal for us lord folks you can curse poverty you can demand what you need from the realm of the spirit And you can begin to thank God for daily provision, because he gives it, our meat in its season, to everybody. Amen? All right, why don't we stop? Father, thank you for your word, and thank you for understanding. Thank you for the good things that come when we obey your word. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us in all things. Amen? No good thing do you withhold from us. You've given us abundance of all things, Father. And we thank you for it, Lord. We bless you and we praise you for it. In the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord, and we love you. We lift you up, Lord, and magnify you because you're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised and adored. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory in the highest. We praise your holy name, Jesus. We praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Forever and ever and ever we praise your holy name, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all things that pertain to life and godliness. If we don't have what pertains to life, godliness will get us over, Father, because there's no law against righteousness that we can have what we say because
1: our words are
0: pure, they're full of faith, and they're full of power. And we thank you, Lord, that there is no word of God that is void of power. All your words have power. And we thank you, for it. and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. If anybody needs prayer, come on up and I'll pray for you. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus, those of you who are watching by your device, whatever it is—Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're watching—receive the anointing that breaks every yoke. It breaks and destroys every yoke. Put your hands on the device that you're watching, and just let the power of God flow in, and and be believing. Amen. Don't be a doubter. Be a believer, and say, "Thank you, Lord. I have it." I have it now. I have it now. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise God. Everybody been prayed for that needs prayer. Praise God. All right, we'll do our declaration. I don't have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona, and she can't get me. Thank you, Jesus, that by your stripes, we are healed. Amen, amen, and amen again. It is so decreed. Amen. Praise God. Praise God.